I'm going to tell you two stories that stick out in my mind on my fear of being seen and how that has generated my intake of creation, how I've started to create from my inner critic instead of my inner creator. And maybe it'll spark something in you to recognize if you are creating from your critic or from your creator. Seibel, your host. Welcome to Sweet Home Seibel. I feel like this is the conversation that I'm going to have today because I've had it with a few different people over the last few days and that's how I am moving forward and flowing in my life and just like, oh, this is really resonating with me right now, so let's talk about it. Today, that conversation is going to be around the creator versus the critic. What I mean by that is everyone has their own inner critic voice and everyone has their own creator voice or their own artistic voice or their higher self voice, however you resonate, whatever you want to call it. You're channeling a higher energy, a higher vibration, a higher frequency versus if you are listening to your inner critic when you are down in the dumps and you're hypersensitive and you're overly judgmental. We see this internally. We also see it externally. And I just had Melissa over. She is going to be my interviewee for next week. And we had a really good conversation surrounding this idea on social media. On social media, you've probably noticed that I've been more active. And it's interesting because I do have a whole episode on having social media stagnation and feeling stuck and feeling like it's a black rabbit hole. And there's algorithms and there's this and there's that and rules and regulations and it's just like impossible to get yourself out there. I feel like I've turned a corner and started to embrace it and view it in a different way to the point where now I'm excited to post. I'm excited to create content. And I've never really felt that way before. I've always more so done content through my inner critic's voice instead of my inner creator's voice. Because this energy is now harnessed within me, because I just talked to Melissa about it and you'll hear about it in our podcast next week, and because I just had this conversation with my husband, I now feel like I need to bring it to my podcast. The bottom line in anything that you feel fear doing or avoid doing is because internally there's a voice that's telling you either you're not good enough, you're not going to succeed, someone else does it better, you don't have great content, you don't have great visuals, whatever it is, like your art is not enough, your creations are not enough to be seen, to be heard, to be respected, to be liked. And I let that voice rule the way that I created for a very long time. Having a kid is funny because when you see them scribble outside of the lines or you see them try and draw a circle and it ends up looking like a Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever, you give them grace and you give them space to be able to foster their own creativity in their own way within their own mistakes. But I never was able to give that voice to myself. I wasn't letting myself be imperfect with what I posted. I would over-criticize, I would over-analyze, 
And then of course, I would either receive negative feedback or no feedback because I was putting my creation out there with very low vibrational energy attached to it. I was putting it out there thinking it wasn't good enough. I was putting it out there thinking nobody's going to want to see this. Nobody's going to see this. People aren't going to like this. And that energy attracted exactly what I was thinking when I put it out there. Now, I'm talking a social media context. I am talking content creator. This can apply to anything that you are passionate about creatively. This can apply to your business. This can apply to your workout routine. Whatever insecurity of your inner critic's voice that you hear loud and clear every day, apply it to that. I'm going to be talking about social media because that has been one of my big anxieties over the past few months. And I want to talk about how I've worked through that. Something clicked inside of me and I thought, if I am letting external sources respond to my creativity, then my creativity is always going to be pushed to the side. If I allow my inner critic to creatively express myself, then I'm expressing myself through a critical eye. I'm not allowing myself to color outside of the lines. And my critical mind tells me that if it's not perfect or pleasing to the eye, then it doesn't even deserve to be seen. It doesn't even deserve to be created. And how silly is that, right? The click, I think, was that I have creative energy in me no matter what. And it needs to come out for me to feel in alignment with myself, as does with everybody. So I either continue to stifle that and continue to feel uncomfortable and not worthy and feel unheard or unseen. I continue along that path and get more and more miserable. Or I learn how to harness my creator's voice and allow that to guide me and allow myself to create through that vibration. I think the turning point was that the creative energy is there within me no matter what. It's just whatever pathway I decide to let it flow down is the results that I'm going to see from it. So when I'm creating, because it's fun, because it's relaxing, because it's soothing something within me that needs to be soothed, then I feel in alignment with my creation. If I'm creating hoping that it will get seen by other people and the views will pile in, and the likes will pile in, and the comments will pile in. I am creating from hopes and desires and expectations from external sources. And whenever you put your hopes, desires, and expectations into anyone else's hands, you will forever and always be disappointed. Because they're not mind readers. They don't know you like you know you. They don't know what goes on in your mind. They're going to respond from their subjective point of view based on their experiences, their view of creation, their inner critic. Now, I fell into this trap. And Melissa and I talk about a little bit on next week's podcast episode, the algorithm of social media and figuring out how to best market yourself. I personally knew that if I was going to start putting myself out there, Going against my fear of being seen, my fear of success, and still doing it anyway, I knew that I had to create what I liked and what made me feel good 
regardless of the outcome. I know that I'm going to post a video a day and I know that that's probably not part of the algorithm and I'm probably not going to get as many likes and comments and whatever that I believe it should get. But that's not going to stop me. It's not going to deter me because it still makes me feel good to create that content. And that's what I'm doing it for. I'm creating it because it feels good to create. Such a simple concept, right? But so very hard to step into. I hid a lot from social media. Over the past year, I have had many, many battles with social media. It is the beast that we live in. We are in 2023. We are millennials, Gen Zs, whatever the next generation is below that. This is part of our world. And I was running from it and I was hiding from it because ultimately I felt unworthy of being seen. I felt, my inner critic told me at least, that my creations were not good enough, they were not perfect enough, they didn't live up to what it looks like to be popular on Instagram. So then I closed off and I said, well, then I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. How crazy is that? I didn't even want to try. Literally, like, the turn of the corner was a month ago. So this is very fresh. I've been learning so much about how the subconscious mind just rules everything and I'm going to tell you two stories that stick out in my mind on my fear of being seen and how that has generated my intake of creation, how I've started to create from my inner critic instead of my inner creator. And maybe it'll spark something in you to recognize if you are creating from your critic or from your creator. When I was nine years old, me and one of my good friends at the time, I lived in Texas, We're on the same cheerleading team, and there was an open position for a flyer. If you don't know anything about cheerleading, the flyer is the one that goes into the air during the stunt. At the time, I was a base, which meant that I was used to holding the foot of the flyer. My friend and I both tried out, and there was only one flyer position. My friend made that position which meant that I did not make the position. To add salt to my wound, we would carpool to cheerleading together, and that night it was her mom's turn to drive us home. So it was a battle because the mom knew that I was upset, but her daughter had gotten the position that her daughter strived for. It was so upsetting to me. It was the first time I really put myself out there thinking that I could achieve something, thinking that I could be seen. You know, the flyer is the top. They're the ones that do the cute moves. They're the ones that are seen during a stunt. And because I didn't get it, I felt sad. I felt disappointed. And so began my pattern of the fear of being seen. Because I wanted to be seen and I put myself out there and I was met with disappointment and I was met with a no that triggered something within me. I also was not emotionally capable of regulating myself to know that that was okay and that failure was going to happen and that expectations in my life sometimes weren't going to be met. And I wasn't being told that by my parental units. All right, second story that sticks out in my mind 
making my pattern of the fear of being seen solid in my subconscious. I was 18 years old and I wanted to try out for senior speaker for our graduation ceremony. I wanted to stand on that stage and talk in front of probably 1,500 plus people about the senior class. I was so excited, you guys. I was like, this is it. This is my opportunity. I have always had this dream that I'd be standing on a stage talking in a microphone to people. This is it. So exciting. I spent weeks on it. I wrote and rewrote and rewrote and practiced. I looked in the mirror. I made sure everything made sense, flowed together. The day came and there was only like four seniors who wanted to try out for senior speaker. And we were all in the same classroom and we gave the speech to each other with two teachers in the back judging or grading or whatever, deciding who was going to make it. I did mine. And then I had to sit through and watch other people's. And I will never forget hearing the speech of this girl named Abigail. And it was perfect. And I want to say perfect, not in an inner critic way. I want to use the word perfect like it just made sense. The way that she spoke about how you move through high school from freshman year to senior year. I will never forget it. She used the metaphor of growing a beard. So a little bit funny, cheeky, sentimental. She had everything. And I knew right then and there that she was going to be the senior speaker. And I was crushed. Now this time around, when I didn't get it, that disappointment of fear of being seen, putting yourself out there just to say, no, you actually shouldn't do this, or no, you're not capable and worthy of being seen. My personal life at the time was an absolute mess. I had no one to lean on. I didn't even, I don't think I even told my parents because they were in the middle of a divorce. My brother was in jail. There was no one in my immediate family that even knew like really what I was doing with my life because they were all wound up in their own drama. I had no, again, emotional regulation tools. I didn't have a voice that knew how to calm down my inner critic. So my inner critic became more critical about being seen, about wanting to be seen, about putting myself out there just to receive that no. That was crushing to my subconscious. It was crushing to me too, but I swept it under the rug because there was a lot more real, quote unquote, drama going on in my life that took up most of my attention anyway. So I just brushed it off to the side, but it has always stuck with me. Fast forward, Instagram shows up. And once I realized that Instagram was actually a friend sharing app, and once I realized that people could promote themselves on Instagram or create a big following, that piqued my interest. And the main thing that I knew that I was good at, that I would be capable and feel confident being seen doing, was showing how I styled myself, was showing my fashion. And if you want to hear that story, you can listen to my social media stagnation episode. I won't go into it, but I quit that again. Because at this point, my subconscious 
has already ingrained within me that I am scared of being seen. It's not safe to put myself out there to be seen because ultimately I would be disappointed. That's what my subconscious mind has gathered through patterns of experiences. Even doing a podcast while I am putting my thoughts out there and I am talking in a microphone. You guys, I'm talking in a microphone in a closet to myself in the dark. To a degree, I'm still hiding from my fear of being seen. You don't see my face when you talk to me. I could be a nameless nobody that's just in your ear once a week and then you go about your life. Posting on Instagram authentically, in alignment with what makes me feel good, with my creator voice, scares the living crap out of me. I avoided it for so long because I have a, not necessarily a fear of being seen. I have a fear that I will be disappointed when I put myself out there to be seen. Here's the thing though. My subconscious mind is only trying to keep me safe. It's only trying to say, no, no, no. Remember the last two major milestones in your life that you thought you could be seen just to be disappointed? We don't want that to happen to you again, Misty, so you probably shouldn't post on social media. You probably shouldn't try to gain a following. You probably shouldn't want to be seen. We want to keep you safe. And I let that voice win. I let it. I listened to it. I followed it. And every single negative comment, passive-aggressive comment, anything critical about social media to me was a knife in my heart. It was another block in my subconscious mind that I couldn't get past. It was building the wall taller. I recently learned, not recently, you guys know <laughs> that I have been thoroughly obsessed with the subconscious mind. I am still consistently learning what it means to have a subconscious mind run your life. The primitive brain that keeps you safe. The brain that takes these patterns of anything that feels unsafe and projects it into your life. It feels like I'm split right now. My conscious brain is watching my ego, my subconscious mind, my primitive brain try and replay these patterns, try and tell me, try and give me anxiety that it's not safe. And I'm consciously aware and witnessing living in these moments. The main difference is that I'm not allowing it to make my decision different. I'm not allowing my creation to funnel through that perspective anymore. Because now I know that the only way that I will truly feel safe within myself is to be authentic and to be in alignment with the creative energy that I have inside of me that should and is my birthright to be released. If I'm not openly hurting, abusing, tormenting, manipulating, or knocking down people by what I'm creating and posting, and it's also helping me lean into the flow of my creative energy, then that's what I'm going to do. And so the hate comments, which I don't have any right now, I, I don't have anybody giving me any negative feedback right now. But the way that I am choosing to view myself and my life and my worth and being seen, I know the day will come when I'm seen enough 
to feel that disappointment again when hate comments come in because I know that they will. The only way that I'm going to keep going through any of that is by knowing that I am not doing any harm by posting, by creating. I am leaning into what authentically feels good for me to create, to embody, to possess. All of this has been fueling me, has been feeding me, has been keeping me sustained. And I think the breakdown that I had really contributed to this corner. Anytime, and I said this in my last episode, that you have a major emotional attack, a breakdown, a panic attack, an anxiety attack, you just melt to the floor. Your subconscious mind, your shadow is knocking. Look at me. Pay attention to me. Heal me. Love me. Shine light on me. And that's what I had to do after this breakdown. I really dove into my shadow. And the shadow part of me that came through was this little girl at nine who didn't make the flyer. This 18-year-old teenager who didn't make senior speaker. That was the shadow that came forward and said, okay, it's time for me to be seen, to be heard, to be healed so that you can step into alignment with where you truly want to be. For me, that's being on a stage. That's talking to people. That's having my voice be heard, making a difference, inspiring and influencing people. Why would I not use a social media platform to do exactly that? Because my subconscious mind said, no, you're going to be scared. You're going to be disappointed. We want to keep you safe. Don't do that. Don't do that. But guess what? That doesn't get me anywhere. That doesn't get me closer to my dream. That doesn't get me in alignment. It actually takes me out of alignment. If I know in my bones that one of my personal dreams is to be talking on stage, probably interviewing someone, I have to get rid of those subconscious blocks. I have to learn how to flow in my creative energy and listen to those little tiny nudges. Do this. This would be cool to say. This would be good to talk about. This would be a good idea reel. And so now, the way that I create content, instead of analyzing it and looking it over and over and over, when I get the idea, I do it within 48 hours, and then I post it or I schedule it to be posted. I don't sit on the idea. I don't overanalyze it. I don't think about it too much. When it comes to me, which is typically in the shower or when I'm meditating, I take note of it, and I immediately plan to do it right then and there, which is typically during Marlo's nap, or I plan to do it the next day on her nap if I already have something to do during this nap time. I don't think too much into it, and that's a major, major, major difference for me, being in creator energy versus my critic energy. Because if I was in my critic energy making these content videos, I would overanalyze and I would critique and I would find a reason why it wouldn't be perfect and then I wouldn't post it. I want you, whoever is listening, if you are scared to do something because somebody might say something negative or somebody might not like the way that you do it or somebody might take offense to it, I really want you to ask yourself, are you hurting anyone? Are you putting something out there that could ruin someone else's life 
Or do you genuinely think that being in alignment, doing this creative thing that you're doing or creating is going to help not just you, but maybe inspire somebody else? Even if it's just one person, if you answered yes, then do it. There is a difference from doing something from a creator voice versus a critic voice. We can still get things done in the critic's voice, but it's not a sustainable, long-lasting, positive change in our lives. It gets us exhausted. It wears us out because the inner critic is yelling at us to be better, to get up and do it. If you don't do this, your life is going to suck. This isn't perfect enough. Start over. That will yield results, but it will not yield results that are lasting, sustainable, or inspirational because (laughs) the energy that you're putting behind it is one of negativity. When you have the nudge to paint in the afternoon, or you have the nudge to go on a walk instead of sit down and watch TV, listen to that because that's when your creative energy wants to be released, and that's when your higher self is like, let me come through, let me channel through you, let me guide you. Again, when I talked to Melissa, which will come out next week, she mentioned that when she is in her best state of reflection, it's when she's crocheting. And it makes perfect sense because she quiets her inner critic so that her higher vibrational self can come through. And that's when she's able to sort through her mind, to sort through what makes sense, to quiet the noise, and to get into a creative flowing energy. And because of that, she creates beautiful pieces, beautiful products that are going to sell because it goes through the channel of creativity instead of the channel of the critic. Maybe this is easy for you to get into. Maybe it's easy for you to flow in your creative energy and not care what other people think or say or do. That's absolutely beautiful. But you also have to remember that your own inner voice and what you say about your creative energy also matters. If your inner critic is telling you that you have to get up and write a song every morning for 30 days, that's still the inner critic pushing you around, bullying you around, telling you rules and regulations that you need to abide by in order to be successful. When we are zoned in, it feels happy. It feels light. It feels regenerative. When I make a video for social media now, and I have the transitions that are smooth, and I love the song that I picked, and I watch it back, I genuinely am happy for myself. And the feeling that I get is of relief, of I'm finally doing what I know I like to do, and I'm finally seeing that I can do it. Regardless of what the outcome of what other people think, I feel good watching myself do make and create and I want to live in that space and I want to continue living in that space and I want that space to drive my life. I want that space to guide me. Okay, what's the next nudge? I got a nudge to start a TikTok. Okay, done. Let me do it before I even think twice about it. Let me just do it because I know that that nudge is trying to take the next step for me is trying to keep me going. And it's slow and it's smooth. It's not the inner critic saying, run 17 miles in under one minute. It's 
Here's a little bit of a breadcrumb. Follow it. Eat it. Here's another breadcrumb. Follow it. Eat it. Here's another one. Follow it. Eat it. And then eventually you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm here, you know? That hasn't happened for me yet, but I know that I'm eating the right breadcrumbs. And it's not like it's going to be like this every single day. I recognize that there will always be the opportunity for the inner critic to step back in. And I recognize that there will be times when I am flowing through the inner critic's voice instead of my creator's voice. But the point is that the revelation is there. So now I know I can question myself. Is this really making me feel good? Is this really making me feel connected to my creative energy? Or do I feel pressure? Do I feel obligation? Do I feel like I'm judging myself right now? Having that revelation of being able to stop and reflect on where that creative energy is going has been the game changer. So what about you? Where does your creative energy lie? In your creator's voice or your critic's voice? Have you had a revelation? Have you ever sat in your creative energy long enough to know what it feels like versus sitting in your critic's energy and knowing what that feels like? If you want more content, follow me on Instagram at Misty Seibel. Follow me on TikTok at Misty Seibel. Email me, sweethomeseibel at gmail.com. Next week's episode, I am interviewing my friend Melissa. She has a company called Made by Melissa. I'm super excited about that episode. So please tune back in if you don't already follow so that you can get an update when that episode comes out. Also, if you can rate, review, all of the good things, that helps me be seen. And we are conquering fears of being seen. So anything helps. And I really, really appreciate anyone who has listened and who has commented and who has talked to me about how these episodes have helped them. That is what I'm here for. That is one of my dreams. And you guys are a part of that. So thank you. All right, that's all from me today. Thanks so much for listening to Sweet Home Cybel. Mm-hmm.